If tomorrow was your last day, would you feel as though you have maximized your potential? How would you describe your perfect day with no limitations? How can you work towards achieving something as close to this, if not exactly that? And what is your dream life? Where is it? Who's there with you? And what does your Saturday look like versus a Monday? These are some of my favorite questions from the What Fulfills You card game. And I created this card game with the intention to help you on your journey of personal growth, as actually all of these questions in this card game are questions that helped me in my own personal growth journey in my 20s. But even more than that, these questions help cultivate more purposeful and meaningful conversations, whether it's with your colleagues, your close friends, or date night. I love to play this on a night in with a few glasses of wine, or now that it is spring and summer season, I think it's just so fun to bring this with you when you're hanging out at the park, especially for my fellow New Yorkers who like to hang out in Central Park, have a cheese board, and just have some deep conversations. You can shop the card game online at whatfulfillsyou.com and since you are a listener of the show, you can get 10% off your purchase with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. That's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com. Enjoy! Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth, and I am your host. Today's episode is actually very unique. Once again, I'm actually recording on my phone um, and I actually recorded a recent episode. If you guys listen to it, I think this was episode 153, also from my phone in my voice memo. And I recorded it at 2 a.m. in Paris when I was there. And this is actually, or the, the topic of today's episode is all related to solo traveling, as you can tell from the title, but also primarily inspired after coming back from my recent solo trip in Paris and Milan, which a lot of you guys kind of got to see some of my journey along the way and just my experience over there. And it was super fun because I actually got to meet a podcast listener in person. Shout out to you, Bianca. Um, We met up in Milan. It was super cool. We ended up getting kind of like, it's the Italian version of happy hour in America. So we met up for drinks and then we just had a really fun and cool conversation And then we actually had a whole other um, interesting ordeal that is involving the Red Bull marketing campaign. But I do want to share like a separate personal episode around kind of just my reflections on the trip and everything. This episode is going to be more focused on my advice and how to prepare for it, how to do things solo trip wise, um, and just trying to be more concise around that. But yeah, basically, I recently came back from my solo trip abroad. It was my first solo trip 
internationally. And so I have learned a lot. It was it felt like a very long week. I was only gone for one week, but it felt very long while I was there. I think just because every day I was like doing something new and usually when I'm home, obviously I'm you know, working and, and constantly going to the same coffee shop or wherever I'm going to get work done. So um, it was a very interesting experience being out there alone. But um, I think out of all things, the one thing that stands out to me the most is just how surprised I am at how comfortable I was over there. I did go in with some nerves about the trip. And so I would definitely break that down in today's episode. If you are interested in hearing more about all my solo travel tips and advice, then keep listening. Okay, so let's start off with why solo travel. One of my biggest reasons on traveling solo is that it builds independence. Ever since I was in my very first serious relationship, I remember during the first two years, I was very, not necessarily dependent on my partner, but I was always wanting to do something with him or at the very least with someone else. And I think that was probably somewhat of an insecurity of mine which was like being alone and doing things alone and probably in part because it's like this fear of what other people will think like oh maybe she doesn't have any friends not like that wasn't the case back then but um you know there's there's many different aspects and i think when you force yourself to face one of your fears which in this case was um being alone or being independent in a good way you start to overcome that fear and you start to actually create it as a strength and a skill set so traveling solo it, it creates this independence which i think is so important for women and it also creates street smarts and confidence um so you know when when you're out there alone you have to be more aware alert and learn how to navigate different types of people especially when you're traveling to a city and especially when you're traveling to a foreign city and I think when you travel with other people and you're kind of using them as a tool to help you get around easier like maybe it's like the language barrier I think you also make it easier on yourself like you remove the barrier and I think when you keep the difficulty there it builds that street smart in you and then one of my last reasons is probably just that it's easier to maneuver when you're solo traveling because you get to do and see what you want compared to when you're traveling in a group or even with just two or three other people you tend to have to like split time between certain things that you do or you don't want to see and that can be conflicting when you're traveling with people but then also it's especially conflicting like I think the alternative way around that I think for me for example if I were to travel with like a you know romantic partner or um just like a friend in the future I would love to travel with someone that has the same level of independence and let's just say like we want to do something different during the day I think it should be okay to go and do those things and be like hey but let's um meet at three and get drinks and lunch you know so I think that would be kind of fun a fun way to travel if you're able to have a friend or a romantic partner like that where you are both independent but you do want to come together during you know majority of the trip but maybe some days you're like hey I kind of want to like go do this on my own 
that's totally fine but i think sometimes when you travel with someone it feels more difficult to go do that because it feels kind of awkward but i think it's about communicating okay so how to start the the solo travel like you know where to begin my biggest tip is you should know how to do these basics and those two are eating out slash drinking out alone whatever you are depending on your age and the second thing is being able to make random conversation with people that you just meet so once you have mastered those basics which you can easily do in your own town city wherever then i think the next step is learning how to okay go away for a weekend trip so for me my very first solo trip was in portland and i flew from california to portland and i think it was like a four-day trip so it was four days and three nights there it was just a perfect length um definitely the perfect place for me to go for the first time solo and trust me I was nervous and I think I was this was my senior year so I was 21 at the time but um, because I was super nervous I did make a very concise itinerary like so I literally was like okay on on Friday you're gonna do this and then on Saturday you'll do this and then Sunday you'll do this but on my last trip to Paris and Milan I didn't do that because I didn't really feel as nervous but I do think having a concise itinerary is really good if you feel a sense of uncertainty or if it's your first time traveling somewhere bigger um, by yourself. Because when you have an itinerary, it's easier to go, go with that instead of wondering, okay, what do I do next? Another great tip is to reach out to people that you could know in that area prior to your trip and suggest meeting up like for coffee or for lunch because again that helps alleviate some of the aloneness part and again I actually like this as well so when I went to Portland I know it's kind of industry specific but for me I have been a you know small content creator blogger for a while and at the time I reached out to a fellow blogger and asked if she would want to meet up and create content all of that she was the sweetest gem ever her name is Julia and I remember she actually helped me check into my Airbnb that I stayed in on my last night in Portland and it was super sweet because I think she just wanted to ensure that I felt safe and that also that the host of the airbnb place because it was a place where i was just renting a room she wanted to make sure that he knew that i had someone in portland as well which was so thoughtful because again this girl i had just met that day so um again i know it's different if you're not necessarily a, a public figure or a blogger but um that would be a great way is just to reach out to people in the area and say like hey I'm coming out here to do a visit, like, you know, love your content, whatever that could be. And again, did the same thing when I went to Paris and Milan. So when it comes to picking a place to go, I personally prefer a city for a solo trip. This was actually a submitted question from a listener, but um, I know people don't always want to go to a city. So I will give you some different ideas and options. Um, But to give you my reason on why I prefer a city, a couple of them, number one, there's more people there. So in my opinion, it feels safer in case of something, you know, if something happens, like there's more people around that you can ask for help or ask for guidance, that kind of thing. 
there is much more to do. You know, it is a city. So you'll be less bored when you're alone. And I think, again, if you are still new to traveling solo, it can feel really lonely if you're going to a place that's more isolated. And then, of course, a big, I think a big bonus is that it's really convenient to get around. When I was in Paris and Milan, all I did was walk. I think I took the metro, or, you know, the subway one time in Paris or, you know, two times. Um, and then other than that, in times that I really needed to like Uber or taxi, I was able to call an Uber with no issue. But I primarily walked, I think, like 95% of the time in both Paris and Milan. So that helps, you know, save money. And it's, again, convenient and easy. But again, not every city is like that. Like Los Angeles, for example, is a city that you would need a car or you would need to Uber everywhere. But a few examples that I would have in mind, um, both in the U.S. and globally, So Portland, Oregon and Seattle, Washington, I think are great places to travel solo. Again, I went to Portland by myself and I went in the fall. So that was kind of my main reason because I wanted to go somewhere in the fall. We're going to see fall foliage and things I couldn't really see in California. And I would probably say the same for the Northeast. I, I think this coming fall, I'd probably go to Boston or somewhere in the Northeast where I can see more fall colors because that's just my favorite season. But outside of the U.S., I would also say, you know, Paris is great, London, Milan, Rome, any really big major city. Um, Big tip, though, is if you are traveling abroad and you're scared of language barrier, probably go somewhere that's English speaking primarily. So London would probably be a really good option. But I will say I did not have an issue in Paris. They were very kind about speaking English with me. To my surprise, they spoke more English in Paris than they did in Milan. But that's why I was kind of lucky for me because I speak a good amount of Italian. And so I got a chance to speak in Italian when I was in Milan. So that was not an issue. But just something to keep in mind if you feel like that would make you nervous when traveling alone. And then alternatives. So I know not everyone wants to go to the city, but I did do a solo trip one time that was not city related. And this was actually during New Year's Eve. So this was New Year's Eve. 2020 going into 2021 and I remember I really wanted to do a solo New Year's Eve kind of trip so I went to Scottsdale Arizona because I wanted to go to like a warm retreat type of area where I can just like hang out at the resort and really do nothing so some places in the U.S. that I can think of is Lake Tahoe, Scottsdale Arizona, Palm Springs and pretty much like any you know like like springs resort type of place and again ideally probably just more warm weather where you can just lay by the pool relax reflect read a book journal that whole thing you guys know I love that kind of stuff as well Um, and I probably typically do it like once a year so especially in times when I feel like a lot of people are partying or doing something where they're super out there super active those are times where I actually kind of prefer to do a retreat and not fully be out there having fun and partying yeah it's very interesting of me but that's typically what I would do is I would go to a retreat during a time like holidays or like new year's when everyone might be more in I don't know partying spirit let's just say (laughs) okay when it comes to preparation I have a few key pieces here 
First thing is to write down multiple options for everything. So that includes like a breakfast, coffee, cafe spot, lunch and dinner options, shopping areas, places you want to explore. I would say a minimum of five on each list. And the reason is that it helps you not feel lost when you're stuck on what to do that day if you aren't a you know, full-on planner because, again, I know not everyone is a type A person and is able to create an itinerary for a trip. But, for example, even in my Paris and Milan trip, I didn't have a full itinerary. In fact, I didn't have, like, like that many places written down. But once I got there, I did spend, you know, like, 30 minutes writing down a couple places for each spot and then I remember there were times where I'm like okay what do I want to do today or where do I want to go to get pastries or coffee I literally pulled up my list on my notes in my phone and it was very very helpful so I didn't like pre-plan as much as I usually would because again I'm a little bit more experienced now but I did refer to my list the entire time I was there because anytime I was like well what do I want to do today what do I want to go see I would open up my notes app. I would look and be like, oh, wait, I haven't gone there for lunch or dinner yet. I'm going to go there for dinner tonight. That made it a lot easier because I think it can feel very lonely if you just if you're in a place where you've never been before. You don't know what to do and you literally are like, why am I here? I think that's, you know, you want to prevent that. So in order to prevent it, I would say make a list of multiple places you can do B, C, eat, whatever. Another important preparation tip I have is exchange currency if you're traveling internationally. So a couple years ago before I had a credit card with no foreign transaction fees, I would go to the bank and get foreign currency before my trip. So in terms of like going to Europe, I would have euros or if I was going, you know, depends on where. But now that I fortunately, you know, am older and I do have more established credit and all that I do have credit cards that have no foreign transaction fees and I would say from personal experience so don't take this as like formal advice but two cards that I would recommend that are great to start out with that are I think great for people in their 20s is first one being the Amazon Prime credit card. So if you shop on Amazon a lot, you get 5% back. Um, This also applies to Whole Foods. And then you can see the other benefits um, if you just Google it, but that is great card, also has no foreign transaction fees. And then another one is the Apple credit card. Um, It's really great because it works well with Apple Pay. So you can just really have your phone everywhere. And also the card is beautiful. It's like a very, you know, high quality, thick white card. So Um, would recommend those if you are considering traveling internationally and you want to avoid transaction fees and you don't want to be carrying cash around with you which in my opinion can be dangerous especially if you know the worst case scenario you lose your bag or you lose your luggage whatever and the cash was in there okay last but not least I want to talk about safety I think this is of course very important this was suggested by a listener that I touch on some safety and how I ensure I feel safe when I'm traveling alone first tip is to share your location with one to two people back home I did this both when I went to Portland and when I went abroad over to Paris and Milan 
And personally, I didn't really want to share with the family just because I have certain boundaries that, you know, doesn't really slide with me to share location with them. But I did share with my close friends and I trust and know that, you know, if I text them, hey, something's going on, something of that nature, they have my location, they're able to be wise and act quickly and, and know, like, you know, just, okay how to get help for me for where I'm at so definitely share it with reliable and smart friends but of course close people that you know you know if you're texting them like a code word or something in like the worst case scenario they'd be able to understand like oh shoot she's in trouble that kind of thing but hopefully those are just worst case scenarios but just going to give you guys the honest truth of how I prepare safety wise It also doesn't hurt to share like what hotel or hostel you're staying at. Yes, as an FYI, when I stayed in Portland, I stayed at a hotel that was like a hotel slash hostel. So the room itself had like the sink and everything and like a bed. It was very cute, but everything else was shared. So I think like the shower and the bathroom part was shared and that helped because it made it cheaper for me obviously at the time I was a senior in college so I did not have that much money to spend on hotels and things like that so that's why I did just like the most budget-friendly option but yeah nonetheless share the name of the hotel with your friend or just have it at least somewhere like for me I have it in my google calendar so again worst case scenarios it can be tracked on where I was where I was staying that kind of thing another big safety tip I would say is to dress the part if possible so for example when I was in Paris I dressed extra Parisian so that I would not look like a tourist especially while I was alone in this city too I remember I was like kind of concerned because I have a friend who his girlfriend had recently traveled there by herself and apparently she saw a guy like kind of following her but truth be told I didn't really have that issue in Paris I even walked home alone like at 10 p.m from dinner and I didn't feel you know weird or anything but that could be in part because of the neighborhood that I was walking through and again this was like a 20 minute walk but um that was probably part of it but I will also say like I probably looked like a local to be honest because Um, my style in itself is already Parisian but I probably dressed extra Parisian just to avoid looking like a tourist so I would keep that in mind wherever you're going find a way to dress the part and if you can't then at the very least when you're walking try not to look at your phone too much as if you're looking for directions I try to be very sly about this like if I'm looking at my phone as I'm looking at the map type thing and I'm like walking I try not to make it obvious for other people to recognize that oh she seems kind of lost or she's actually you know maybe not from here even though ironically when I live in like I live in New York City I still use the Apple Maps all of the time to figure out where I'm going how to get to a certain place and then overall for safety in general just be really mindful of your surroundings so If you're walking with AirPods, for example, don't walk with full volume. Maybe only have one in or have it at very low volume and just show that you're very aware of your surroundings and that you're alert because I find that most people will target you less or bother you less if they if you look like you know what you're doing and you look like you are not just a visitor that you've done this before because 
people will always try to fool the people that are in the tourist areas and they look kind of lost or they need help, that kind of thing. If you look confident in where you're going, what you're doing, I've always found that safety-wise, I didn't have an issue in that regard. But I will say, if you do still fear, you know, your safety and all of that, then I would probably budget and set aside money for having a taxi or an Uber at all times instead of walking or taking the metro because, of course, then all you have to do is go to and from, you know, the restaurant or the shopping area, that kind of thing, or like to your hotel, which would alleviate some of that worrying of walking by yourself and being by yourself. But again, this is why I personally recommend going to a bigger metro city because you're going to be around more people, so you're going to feel kind of safer in a way because there's more people, you know, to witness something or to help you in the worst case. But of course, as well, for me, when I was preparing, especially in regards to safety, I was asking a lot of questions um, from people that lived in that area or have visited before. I would ask questions like, which neighborhoods do you recommend me to stay away from? Or I would Google that as well. If you don't have friends, I would just Google it. I did the same thing. I literally looked up in Paris, like, what are some areas that are not safe to walk around by yourself or especially at night? Being aware of that and having it in your notes, like, okay, don't go through this neighborhood. So for example, if you were to ask me in New York City, some neighborhoods that might be a little bit, quote unquote, sketchier to walk through by yourself or you might feel less safe I would say again personal opinion so don't judge me for those of you who live in New York but I would say Lower East Side Bowery um, maybe parts of Chinatown parts of East Village and then there's definitely you know more but I would say um, just being aware of some of those places so that you can avoid walking through them if you are comfortable walking just being aware that oh this is not a great neighborhood or even if you walk through one you're usually able to feel it and you can kind of see oh like there's some sketchiness going on that makes you feel uncomfortable be mindful of it and take mental note so that you can avoid it in general that was all for today's episode i hope you enjoyed all the tips and advice i have on solo travel again speaking from my experience and I really hope this episode encourages you to consider pursuing a trip on your own. I know that many of you guys actually messaged me during my Paris and Milan trip saying that it was really inspiring that I was traveling solo and honestly I didn't really think it would have that kind of impact on you guys but I'm really happy to hear about that. And if you are interested in hearing more solo travel tips, I did have someone that actually specializes in solo travel. She does have a travel agency, like a boutique one. Um, Her name is Jen. She was on episode 138 and she does actually do a lot of assisting with planning trips for people and women like you guys. So if you are interested, check out that episode and learn more about what she has to say. Um, She definitely has more experience than I do. And I actually did have a listener tell me that they reached out to her and I believe she's been really helpful. So definitely check it out. Again, her episode is episode 138 and I will link that in the show notes as well. Thanks again for tuning in this week. I will chat with you all in the next episode.